Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
you're part of something, and if you're part of something, you can understand something. You just have to believe you can. Now imagine how complex the matrix is when you see this, and you imagine its possibilities. And I say to you, well, the planet is a thinking organism. And that thinking is a prime example of what you believe the matrix to be. Okay? It's just a little different. Okay, because this is all energy stuff. All of this. Now keep in mind that the Earth is vastly complicated as it would be on that level. It's but a grain of sand on a thousand mile ocean front. And at each other grain of sand is just as complex. Drop the sand and think of the complexities now of that all put together. Can you begin to conceive? That would be the galaxy, the universes, the multi-universes, the totality. Do you understand? So it's way beyond anything you can imagine. But anyway, the point being is you got to deal with humor now, and that's that's the prime directive. So what I'm saying is, is if you think that you want it, or you don't want it, you can choose to be a red cell, or you can choose to be a white cell. It's very simple. And the only way that you're going to be a white cell is by an act of will. And if you want to be a red cell, well, then do nothing at all. Just go through life and do whatever you're going to do. It's the easiest path. As difficult as it is to choose a path of awakening, there is a point that you're done with the hard work. But it is a a tremendous undertaking to get there. It may take you your whole life. It may take lifetimes. It may take a week. But there's a point when you get there, it becomes you. It's, it's like an arm or a leg. It's just you. There are people, there are students, who put forth so much energy forcing it that they forget about the box. I teach this to all students. There is a box. And if you envision it in your mind, you see a box floating. See it now. Close your eyes. You see a box. And inside the box are all the secrets that you need to attain to light in this floating box. It has all the secrets the cosmos and the universe and everything you ever wanted to know. And you know it's in there. For it's, it's in there. And a lightning master is telling you it's in there. It's just one problem. The harder you try to open the box, the tighter it becomes. The only way to open the box is with absolute Nothing. And like a flower, the sun rays, the flower will open. Does it not? Does that mean anything to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't force the universe to give you correct. And everybody wants to force it. And sometimes even by learning, don't realize it, but you're forcing And sometimes people try to find the answers in many different ways. You know, there's one thing I can definitely tell you. There is nothing in this world that is exactly the right answer. Does that make any sense to any of you guys? 
You can learn from me. But it's through everything that I teach you, put together, will become nothing from this world. And it will be the right answer. Somehow that should make sense. Other students, they get to a point where they hit what I call maximum velocity. And this is what happens with the majority of students over time. They work very hard, they're very dedicated, they're very committed, and their heart is in the right place. But they get to the point where they believe that, they say, isn't this enough? Aren't I ready yet to be on this level, or haven't I achieved something that's worth acknowledging, or yada, 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 yada. And that's what I call the break point. The break point is, is that it means that they've just about reached maximum velocity. And they want to be accredited. They want to be acknowledged for something that they've spent, what, a year of their life working on? 10 years of their life working on? 20 years of their life working on? And they think so mortally that they're there. And the point is, is they're missing the whole point. And the point is, is that expect nothing and gain everything. And I've always said that. And by that simple fact, they've gained nothing. And in fact, they set themselves back. And that's the problem. So hard. Of course it's hard. It was, it was easy than everybody would do. But it's... You don't force the box. It's like you can't try either. I gave it to you in an analogy so that you could even begin to understand. What was the analogy? The box. No. Let me show you something. I've never shared with anybody. Not any of my students. No one's bothered to ask. No one's bothered to think about. But everything I collect, everything that I have, does have a meaning to me. And this little box actually has something that actually has an answer on it. Look at the box. Pass it on. Don't open it. You're not allowed to see what's in it. Something very special and mysterious is in it. Everything I have means something. I don't buy it just because, because. I buy it because it has a significance. It's a tool to teach with. Sometimes I don't remember to use the tool, and sometimes it just doesn't present itself. The opportunity. The opportunity's here, I'm sharing it with you. So now, what does everybody acknowledge about the box? I've already given the answer. It has a flower on it. Flowers. Correct. Flowers. Isn't that the thing today? Sun. Flower. No. Don't. There is no sun. But I admire the sun. I admire the sun. Okay? There's a secret in the sun, but not like you guys think. You don't think correctly. You guys think like human beings. You understand? You think with only what you can three-dimensionally see with. Do you understand? You can only... Think with, with, with what you guys comprehend. You, 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 not, you don't think correctly. That's the problem. It's 
the whole problem. The box is like a flower. It's a bud. Have you ever taken your fingers and tried to open a flower to become perfectly open? doesn't work. You never really get to see the beauty fully the flower, do you? But yet, does the wind open the flower? Does the rain open the flower? Does the dark open the flower? The cold? Even heat does it open? No. In an analogy way, it opens when everything is perfect, the sun is shining upon it, no matter, no matter. It opens when it's ready to open, but there's an unseen harmony. And it listens to the force. And it opens perfectly. Out of curiosity, what did everybody see their box looking? perfectly square box? Was it a small box? Was it a big box? What kind of box did you have? It was small. It was a rectangle. But it was tall. Tall? Interesting. I don't, I don't know what it was made out of. It was like a metal or something. It was perfectly smooth. Well, it, it represented shiny. part of the galaxy you're promising. The box really doesn't matter. It's the meaning of it. Okay? And you can make of it whatever you want. I don't think whether it's a smooth box or a cardboard box, it's still the same effect in the end. Psychologically speaking, it, it certainly has certain psychological statements behind it, but I, I think in the end, it doesn't really matter. Well, I'll tell you half of a fable that I remember. It was a book. And this book was uh, leather-bound, and it had beautiful little flowers painted on it, whatever, and it had the secrets of the universe in it. Everything from the beginning of time, from all universes, from all galaxies, all the knowledge of the universe was in this one book. You want to know what was in the book? Well, when the person finally got the chance to see the book, a mirror. The next page, a mirror. And the next page, a mirror. And the next page, a mirror. What do you think that that meant? They're inside of you. They're Who's inside of you? Secrets of the universe. Right. True. That's one level of looking at it. But how, how could we look at that in a modernistic way? I mean, this was thousands of years ago, Sean, so we thought more simplistically. We are a universe. How? That we have working systems and we are a giant organism with smaller organisms within. Yes, you're getting there. Now we're getting through... Pages. Let's keep working on it. Think about it. By looking inward, you can you can see what 
Well, you that's, that's a spiritual level. Let's, let's take it to a different level, okay? Let's go to the place that most people don't really think about, okay? Let's go back to say that we know scientifically now that you are made of molecules billions of years ago that were actually suns that went supernova. The star, when it gets so old and so ancient after millions and billions of years of existing, that it explodes bigger than any nuclear bomb. It would be billions and trillions of nuclear bombs all at one time. And it blows all of its matter throughout the galaxy. In fact, most of it's still moving. It's why part of the universe is still expanding. Because it never stops. But you are made from molecules inside of your body that have existed for billions of years, from the beginning of time. You are made of substance that has existed since the beginning of creation. Think about that. In one form or another. No, in your body right now, in this form, you have molecules all over your body that are billions of years old. can't destroy energy, you can only recreate it. In the mirror, you see yourself. But what you see isn't necessarily completely what you are. And maybe if you could see yourself for everything that you are, they said, some teachers teach their students to go back when they meditate. They travel backwards mentally. Backwards, backwards, backwards. So they get to the very, very, very pivotal point of creation before it goes to create the universe. Now what happens when you get to the very beginning of matter, to the very beginning of creation? What happens if you went through what would be on the other side? Maybe all the answers you want. Maybe all the answers that you think that you can find out here right now, you can find them all a long time ago. So that's what some teachers teach. I don't disagree with that. In some ways, I teach this kind of thinking also. In some ways, I don't. The point is that that is the moral of the book. The book with the mirrors. It's about self-reflection. It's about looking within you. It's about all the simple stuff on the surface that you should also acknowledge about oneself and your own growth. Because without acknowledging those things, you can't really acknowledge the deeper issues inside of you. Now, can you? It'd be like incomplete. It'd be like leaving on a journey to cross a desert without water or shoes, thinking in your head you could just go across. That's why I always say you must build the foundation so that you can conceive and comprehend on your journey. It's very important to have your teacher always work with you. You guys think in such a manner that is structural. Everything is structural in your mind. 
I mean, rightfully so. You live in a very structural world. Everything's three-dimensional. Everything has a, a, a beginning and end and a purpose. The, my point is, is that sometimes you got to move beyond that. And the reason why you guys can't move beyond that is because you guys don't have enough trust. And that's what keeps you here. It's what keeps you solid. It's what keeps you in this realm, in this dimension. And even if you think that you can just, like, kind of just totally surrender and hold your breath and somehow you're going to make it over the other side, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's about having everything right in your mind and everything that you're doing right. It's about, it's about wax on, wax off to the point where you can do it without thinking about it. It becomes a natural movement of your consciousness. That's when you're there. It's about learning to think without thinking. It's about experiencing without having to throw yourself into something. It's about trusting yourself to experience perfection. And when you can experience perfection, you will become like the flowered bud. You will just simply bloom. So that's really what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to reach a level of not controlling something, but getting there through controlling it because it's the only means and measures you have to get there. You know, think about what I want to teach you guys, okay? I say sit down, you sit down. I say put your legs this way, you put your legs this way. I say sit straight, you sit straight. I say touch this spot and think about that spot and think, think about nothing else but that spot. And I'm teaching you to do everything in a systematic way, aren't I? But what am I trying to do? I'm trying to teach you to do what? Not think at all. Doesn't that sound a little particular to you? I mean, think about this. Doesn't that sound a little odd? I'm teaching you not to think at all. And I'm doing it by telling you to take a constructive way of getting there. You really have to think about that. I don't think it's really hit you guys yet. By a very structured way of thinking, you're teaching us not to think. Correct. But in the end result, the catch-22. Is that I don't want you to learn to not think. I want you to not just learn to have silence in your mind. I don't want you to just be quiet. I'm pushing you through to the other side think in a way that you haven't thought of. And you're thinking, you're still in control, but it's a different kind of control than you can understand in this dimension. And once you're there, and you bring it back, you bring it back through you, and then you understand. And that's the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to, to get you to control everything, to shut down everything so you can just listen inside, to tonal, to everything. Of course, you've got to be able to comprehend things and understand things and have theoretical understanding. This takes years and years and years to learn. And there'll come times when you're just tired of it. You talk in so much, you, that's it. You want to move on. People go through life in phases. Some phase you'll have a, a hiking hobby. Another phase you'll be into cars. Another phase you'll be into music. But you'll, you'll change. Well, unfortunately, the human condition is, is that this is no different. Unless you are exceptional, you'll only make it so far. So you have to hope that you're exceptional, and time will tell. But in the end, it's about teaching you to think a little differently, to become a little different, to, to become more flexible in your consciousness. 
and by doing so you will awaken. It's a very simple program. Get real stupid, don't have nothing going through your head, and you get smart. Doesn't that work well? Don't think, you know? It's about showing you how to exist in a way that's non-existent, but is very present. How do you know if God is there? How do you know if, if the Force is here? Well, sunlight is always here. Can't see it, can you? Can't smell it, can't hear it, can't taste it, and really technically can't feel it. It's, it's really heat conducive. So that's really not really what you're feeling. You're feeling a, an after effect. The point is, is to keep it on a, a minimal level of, of consciousness. And you can't directly look at it, but it's here. But it's not. You just trust that it is. You just simply know that it is. You understand? So, it's it's the same way of trying to reach it and understand it, is that you got to start thinking differently. And everything that I'm showing you for examples, of course, are using your kind of thinking to help bridge you over to examples to make you understand this. And... My point is that you guys just have to kind of take those things into consideration and you'll forget them. That's just the way it is. For many years, I predicted the future as a means of living. And I was highly accurate. But if somebody says to me, Eric, is the future pre-written? I would say, no, it is not. How is it possible, then, to predict the future if it's not pre-written? That's because most human beings are limited in their thinking, as you guys are at this moment. Okay? You guys couldn't understand it for your wildest dreams, but I'm going to explain it, and you're going to understand it. Okay? We have this room, which is very small to us. But let's say there's a colony of ants over there, there's a colony of ants over here. As you study both of these ants, you're not aware of one another because the room is too big, too vast. But over here, you have one ant that you see, and you see it habit in it. And its habit is that it likes to go out and explore. It's always out exploring, going back, always going out beyond everybody else going back. And there's another ant that's on the other side that likes to explore. And you see that that specific ant is always going out exploring new places and then showing the colony where this new batch of food is and stuff and then whatever. But there's one thing that you see, because every so often there's another set of ants and they've kind of ran into each other. But when they run into each other, they don't seem to fight or anything except for that one red ant that likes to explore really out further. He always attacks and bites the head off of any ant that he comes across that's not of his own colony. Now, all of a sudden, we have a, a predictability here. We have one ant that's constantly going out exploring. We have another ant that's constantly going out exploring. It's inevitable that sooner or later what's going to happen? They're going to meet. And what's going to happen? Gonna Who's going to attack? Well, the red ant always fights the heads off. You know? That's right. What's going to happen most likely, most likely, high probability, to the ant that just goes out exploring when it runs into the other ant, 
What's going to happen? Would you say that's a high-level predictability, or would you say that that's the future pre-written? A computer holds a lot of data. Okay, you ask a question, it computes the answer for you because it's been kind of pre-written, yes. But did it know you were going to ask that question, you specifically know, but it anticipated the fact that somebody would. So it pre-has the written written, it doesn't think, it has everything pre-written so that when somebody punches in a certain amount of information, it asks that specific question. But it was made in the fact that it knew that somebody eventually would ask that question. Do you get what I'm saying? Was it pre-written? That it should have that answer because it knew you specifically want to ask it? No. It knew that it was going to be asked sooner or later, that particular question, and it had the answer ready. Your body has a billion living organisms in it. You're aware of it, but you're not aware of it. Now, do they all know their role and purpose? Yes. What is it that you know for sure? You know for sure that you're going to grow old that your teeth are going to decay, that you're going to get wrinkles, that you're going to eventually die. Is there a level of predictability there, or is it pre-written? Do you see what I'm saying? The universe is much more complex by far. We know from the chaos theory that everything is predictable. You take a super ball and a square room, and you bounce it. Do you know where it's going to land? No. But a computer can take in, let's say, 11 billion different possibilities. 11 billion. And it knows from this particular point, with this amount of velocity, at this specific point of release, at this specific angle. And it would know at lightning speed to say, take three steps to your right, one forward, put your hand, yay, here, there, boom. Now wait. The ball goes boom, 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 right into your hand. How did it know? Did it perceive the future? No. Just estimated the Is the future pre-written? No. Do you see what I'm saying? But they're very parallel. Do you understand? Just because you can't perceive doesn't mean something much bigger isn't perceiving. We could be the ants. It sees the other ants. It sees the baby being born that you will marry one day. Because it can predict highly what the two parent combinations are going to do, what this and that. Over here, it sees the airplane being built. It's going to kill your father with the nuts and bolts. And it can predict because of the course of the career path that your father's taken. Da -da 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 -da. It can see all that. Because its consciousness is so much more vast. It's a cumulative kind of intelligence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is predictable because there's only so many variations. It's just how much capacity you have to, to see it all. Maybe you've seen all these ants over there, but there were so many of them, you couldn't quite get your mind to find that one that was doing that. Maybe you got caught on another ant. Or maybe there was 20 ants, and you figured out all of their patterns. And you figured out the other 20, so you knew which one was going to kill what. You knew which one was going to likely do what. You, you could do all these things. Well, imagine if you had an infinite level of intelligence. Don't you think you could have an infinite level of, of, of high predictability of what was going to happen through destiny and time? So when I predict the future, I'm tapping the matrix. 
I can't say I have 100% accuracy, but my accuracy is like 98%. So let's say that God knows 98% of what's going to happen. He's more interested in what if he knows everything else going on. What's well, not going to happen. Which is why I always said is the meaning and the purpose of what? Life, the universe, this whole universe is about what? God experiencing what? Experiencing the unknown. He's, he's, he wants, he's waiting to see what's going to happen. Water running out of a brook. If studied long enough, they can put and put on a, a TV screen that is like all white and black static. They add over 15 million colors to it, and all of a sudden, they can complexly see patterns, which we can't see with the human eye. It still looks like static. But they can see patterns and eventually predict the rhythmability of falling water. That proves that everything in the universe is a formula. And it's intelligence. It proves that God exists. That there is an intelligence system to us. What science may not understand is it's all about that 2%. And when it's all done, the process is finished. Which I have always said is God is coming from an energy being, solidifying into mass, entering through this universe, collecting mass amounts of massness and, and formulation per se, experience. Eventually, the experience gets educated, becomes energy. We become energies and beings of light. We become this light process of energy. The energy becomes energy again, returning once to energy with the new data of its experience and its journey. Most people who study math and physics, if you try to explain this to them, because their mind is so equipped to understand it in a math and physics way, it's, it's, like, it's like Homer Simpson's. The dog is sitting there, and you're talking to the dog, and you're saying, bad dog, you go into your dog house, and the dog is hearing, well, you get over a Okay? They, they, as intelligent as they are, they don't, they, they, they're not really listening. And they can't possibly believe that you, who has no formal education, could conceive such a thing. So already, in their mind, they've decided you can't know this because you, there's no way for you to know. You don't have the technology. It is possible to see the future per se. But it's all equating that people are entering the matrix. And that somehow they're getting bits and pieces that apply to you. Now imagine, imagine this. Your life seems very complex, but you will live for generally most human beings live to about 86 years old. Okay? 86 years old compared to the planet's age, to the solar system to the galaxy, to the universe. It's like you watching those ants for a week. And they sit there and they're doing all sorts of crazy shit that seems awful complex to them, but they've just lived their whole life in that one week and they lived and died in age. It's not so complex. It just seems complex. It's just one way of looking at it. I say this. It may make the world seem very dull now, but on the same token, look for the 2% in everything, and it makes it very interesting. So, the more psychic you become, because you learn more to tap into the matrix, the matrix gives you more of a shared amount of knowledge, which is an infinite amount of knowledge when you really think about it. 
yada, 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 yada. You take that data and you can incorporate it now into this world. So, hyperdimension versus, versus dimensional. Why are they two words? Because they're different. Dimensional is, is a place, it's like a whole other place to explore like this. Okay, this is a dimension. And there are other dimensions. Hyperdimension is when you take and you collectively have self-awareness of yourself at every level of those dimensions at the same time. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is a collective consciousness. That is a complete consciousness, in my opinion. But most people can't do it. You've lived other lives. All of those other lives, only a small portion of them, come through in this particular moment. So you are a singular being at this moment, but yet you have probably over 500 names for people that are complete, total experiences. So dimensionally, you can almost say if you could slip into one of those other places, you would become that other person, but you would forget you were you now. And that they're all aware still because they're recorded perfectly through your sensory of your body. Do you see what I'm saying? So they exist. Hyperdimensionally is to say, to take a thread and put them through all of them. And that all of the thread line makes you guys all one, just like all the cells in your body collectively make you now. So hyperdimensionally, you have who you really are, okay, is separate from who you are right now. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to reach your hyperdimensional consciousness. You're trying to study and become enlightened by threading all of your consciousnesses together becoming one select being right here, right now, at this moment, and be able to explain and teach things that are on quantum physical levels, per se, and perceptions and understanding, and convey them into this dimension so that these people can understand on this dimension. So hyperdimension is a bit different than, per se, dimensions. It's a totality of yourself. More or less, yes. So the idea is to get to the point so that here, another part of yourself trying to guide you that has infinitely more knowledge than the conscious you has. Right. And everybody kind of already has that. But it, it goes beyond all that. It's like a complete self. You know, I've always says people always go through life not feeling complete. Well, one is because biogenetically you see yourself as a biochemical being, meaning a organic being, which we were just talking about the other day. You're seeking to find a partner. And you feel that finding a partner will complete your life. No. You will never feel complete now. You just have a partner and you just come to terms with it. But it's really an interpersonal self where you're trying to match your, max, your feminine and your masculine together because as biochemical creatures, we came out of the ocean, we were whole, and then we split into two subspecies so that we could protect our young and get food. Energy-wise, when you leave your body, you're both feminine and you're masculine, okay? Well, in the same token, you also have several different identities that you've accumulated as consciousness. It's just that the organic body can't handle any one of those all combined, do you see what I'm saying? So what you're trying to do is you're trying to build an energy body, per se, that can work beyond but with this physical brain. So it's almost like having static energy moving around out here that's all of your consciousnesses, but it's all working together to filter through this little machine so that you can work in this physical dimension. When you can do that, that is true completeness. That's enlightenment. You still are micro-versions of God. Think about it. God exists in all these huge levels of dimensions. They're all still one embodiment. Do you understand? You could say that this dimension is more flesh and blood 
meaning mass for God. Do you see what I'm saying? But still interwoven with energy and, and prana, the force. Do you understand? So there are multiple dimensional levels, okay? And maybe God is not completely even aware of all of himself. Do you see what I'm saying? As we are micro versions of the same thing, do things do repeat themselves consistently. It's to say that you will find, if you slice a seashell open, that spiral, you will find that the spiral will mimic itself even as galaxies. Right down to the most tiniest, most smallest thing. This is, this is a form of chaos theory. It's the same thing, just large and small, as I've always taught you, until you get to a maximum and a bottom. But there is a beginning and an end. So are there the same process over and over as dimensions, as energy consciousness, as hyperdimension, everything, and, and small levels for us as large levels for the universe? There is, but it's one. But they can be separated into two. What did I say was the secret to the universe that science will find someday beyond quantum physics? A system of what? A system of three. Remember that. I need a cup to hold the water before I get the water. I can, I can grasp the concept of the cup, but I, I have to... I have to, I, in other words, I have to grasp the concept of a cup before I can hold the water. I have a concept of ice, I have a concept of cold, but I can't quite experience it until I get there. So fluidity, masculine and feminine energy, is just a tool to help you have the, the mindfulness to understand something like this. To hold what you need to hold, you need the fluidity then that it takes to create this. And then this cup is a very perfect answer because not only is this a cup, but if you look at it, it's an extraordinary cup. It's a thermal cup and it holds the cold in without the cold escaping so that it can even contain a form of energy which is cold longer than the typical cold. But fluidity would think of something like this. Man would. If you ever watched the movie Mahabharata, mm -hmm. there's a part where they describe how the sons of this prince, who were like kind of very spiritual people, created a. They didn't, of course, show it on the because they couldn't recreate it, but they said they were saying how they created an entire castle or an empire. That was like glass, they said, because they didn't know what to call it. It was energy. But, and it had structure, but it didn't. And where you thought there was water, you could see the water. But when you go to touch the water, the water wouldn't be there. And where there were no doors and you'd walk, you'd hit a wall. Because there would be a wall there. And then all of a sudden, somebody else would walk through it and laugh at you and say, What's the matter, stupid? You can't see the wall? Fluidity. Okay. So with fluidity, which is just a tremendous task in itself in itself gives you the structure to comprehend what you need to do to move on. I mean, I love this because look at this now. Not only is this a dimensional cup, but as an example that we used it, what else is also fluidic about it? 
the water. It's transparent yet solid. And yet there is solid water that is absolutely solid, but yet it is transparent. And all of this is an illusion because none of it is, is really there because if, you, if it was really totally clear, you couldn't see it all, but yet it would still exist. And we have four stages of transparency. We have the outer cup, we have an inner cup, we have another cup containing this, we have it containing energy, which we can't even hardly feel to the intensity of what would be inside of it. And not only that, is that we still have it in liquid form, that we have the same transparency in three different other levels, and then finally, but last, a third. It's very multidimensional thinking. But when you can perceive it all, put it all together, all of this creates one experience, and I just experienced it, which would be three. You don't have to understand it, that's the trick. If you were fluidic, you wouldn't try to understand it. You'd want to know it, but you wouldn't have to really understand it. And when you finally really came to terms with that, you'd actually understand it. like the cup. You understand it, don't you? The only thing I can say is all of this is one thing. But it's three. Correct. Ice water cup. But it gives one result. Three, because it's cold when it's touching me. When it's touching me, it's liquid. And when it's touching me, I have to hold it in order to, to be it. And when I drink it, what does it become? It becomes me. When you can understand the perceptions and you can be okay with it, then you can move through space, time, dimension, and law. Am I drinking the water to quench my thirst? Or am I drinking the water to get the minerals, to give me the electrons to create thought? Or am I drinking it to cool my body off? Is all of this existing because I want it to exist? Is all of this existing because it's making me exist? Or all of this existing because I'm already moving out of all of this? And this is all an illusion, and I'm an illusion, it's all illusion. When I accept that, I've moved beyond it all. One of the goals that you're trying to achieve is, is that instead of dying and remembering who and what you really are, what you're trying to do is you're trying to do it while you're living and breathing and aware right now and bring all of those consciousnesses together in this physical moment. And then be able to use that supreme intelligence to do something here and now. If you die, it doesn't serve any purpose for this dimension, for whatever it is, and for whatever reason that the universe brought you, that you could even hear this conversation. Because it knew it would affect you somehow, some way, and maybe sometime in the future, you'll figure it all out. As it most likely already knows what's going to happen in this conversation.
that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to reach awareness. You're trying to awaken here and now. You will do that through theoretical conversation, which we are doing right now, because your mind will grasp things and expand now. You want to do that by attaining as much energy as you possibly can because conscious thought is what? Energy. So the more energy is a fuel substance, the more your consciousness can expand. You use all the tools you can so that you can create enough consciousness so that you can bridge into the matrix, which means then you can affect this dimension. If you're connected to everything, it's kind of like electricity and water. The water appears not to be connected to anything, but the electricity invisibly is connected to it all. So it means that the electricity is one solid globular of water. Fine. So when you hold a spoon in your hand, what is the difference between bending your finger or bending your spoon? It's all in how you perceive. When you believe you understand that that is the truth, the spoon will bend. I'm not drinking water. The water is drinking me. Fluidity. Like who you are. Stop trying to make bigger things for you to achieve. Appreciate who and what you've become now. Like who you are, love who you are, and be comfortable with who you are. And the rest will follow. Pursue your spiritualness, pursue your learning from your teacher, and the rest will unfold. Just just be happy how far you've made it. And as long as you're unhappy, and as long as you're frustrated, and as long as you think you've got to do more and you've got to do better, you limit yourself because you're structuring yourself. Do not wrestle the bull. You will lose. Be at peace with yourself. Love how far you've come. Be content with that. And you will become your own inner sunshine and your own box will expand and open on its own. When you can be happy and content with the amazing leaps and bounds you have made since the day you've met me, then I know that you've found the flowers inside of you. you found the sunlight. you found the box. You're ready to move on. You've found fluidity. As a karate master said to the karate kid, your best karate is still in you. And that's all that you have to remember. But this uncontentness, this demand of pushing forward, okay, there has to come a point where you find relaxation in yourself and peace in yourself. What I fear is that you will become seduced by too much peace and not pursue. There must be a perfect level of, of a high level of pursuit, but in such a manner of absolute fluidity, absolute peace in yourself. That makes the ultimate warrior. And what I see is either one too much of the other or vice versa, but I never see a good blend, never in any of my students. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. 
This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.